Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. If you're liking what you're hearing on the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, go into iTunes and leave us a review. Love to get your feedback. Those reviews help me to continue to produce great content each and every day. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Today, we're looking at interest rates. This is one of the most important costs for real estate investors. So when there's news surrounding interest rates, I'm going to report on it. Last week, the Federal Reserve Chiefs met in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, as they do every summer. The main event was a speech from the relatively new Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. The bottom line of his speech was the Fed is going to keep interest rates low for as long as they can. The last meeting of the Fed in June, they talked about inflation running at 2.8%, somewhat above the stated target of 2%, so they needed to raise rates to keep inflation in check. Now, Chairman Powell is telling us there's nothing to worry about. The stock market reacted accordingly and has hit record highs following the news that rates would remain low. He described his strategy as looking beyond inflation for signs of excesses and set the policy according to that. In other words, the Fed is watching out for signs of excess, but so far they don't see any. That's somewhat amazing to me. You don't need to look very far to find signs of excess. Perhaps he wasn't even looking at all. When you have an S&P 500 trading at an average multiple of 25 times earnings, I really think that's excessive. That's the same as saying an investor in a company would get their money back in 25 years, assuming, of course, they paid out 100% of their earnings to investors in the form of dividends, which, of course, they don't. Now, that's a market average. That means half the companies in the S&P 500 are trading at higher than 25 times earnings. The asset bubble represented by this is insane. It feels good for those invested in the stock market, but it's a temporary feeling that has been created in large part by the Federal Reserve flooding the market with inexpensive money. Most of that money has flowed into Wall Street. Back in June, the Fed predicted another three to four interest rate hikes over the coming quarters. Remains to be seen what will happen at the September meeting of the Fed. They've committed to communicate guidance to the market every six weeks. Now, yesterday, the Bank of Canada held its benchmark interest rate steady at 1.5%, as it signaled that the outcome of the North American Free Trade Agreement talks, which resumed yesterday, could affect the pace of future rate increases. There was a lot of negotiating still to happen, and the U.S. signed a bilateral deal with Mexico that has threatened to exclude Canada from the deal if they can't reach a deal in a timely manner. Higher prices for commodities as a result of tariffs, can definitely change the economic outlook both in Canada and the U.S. In a brief policy statement, the Canadian Central Bank reiterated its view that higher interest rates will be warranted to keep inflation close to its target of 2%. It said it would continue to take a gradual approach to moving rates higher, guided by incoming data and the economy's reaction to higher rates. In a policy statement, the bank said, The bank is monitoring closely the course of NAFTA negotiations and other trade policy developments and their impact on the inflation outlook. Canada posted the largest physical goods surplus with the U.S. in nearly a decade back in July. But if you include services in the balance of trade, Canada and the U.S. are about balanced. Most of the gain in July was the result of increased energy prices. Oil prices increased 9.6% in July. Overall, on a volume basis, trade between Canada and the U.S. actually fell by 0.8% in the same time period. And just these few statistics are easy proof that you can use statistics to spin whatever narrative you want, just using the data that's close at hand. It's clear that Canada has the most to lose in a renegotiated free trade agreement with the U.S. 
75% of Canadian exports go to the U.S. The hot topics in the negotiation include the auto industry, softwood lumber, the dairy industry, and access to cultural content like radio and television. So for now, interest rates in both Canada and the U.S. are holding flat. If interest rates has you at all concerned, just be thankful we're not dealing with Argentina's bank rate, which this week was increased to 65%. That's right, 65%. In the meantime, as you're thinking about that, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.